0: mode of dust suspended in a sunbeam.
1: Sunbeam Uh, with Trent Sheffield today with me I have Craig Cameron and Dylan Turner and uh, you guys voted and this week we're going to be doing one on sports so uh, this morning the Eagles and Jags played in London so that was the first I think it was like 8 30 this morning Uh, and there was a report on ESPN last week this uh, was wondering should the should London have an NFL team I don't
2: think so. Um, I think the travel would be too much. Uh, you got you know, you got the Toronto Raptors and NBA and out of the U.S. team, but it's like on the border, so I think that, that's okay. But one-in just overseas travel would be too much.
3: I think there's benefits of having a team in London, and I think the Buffalo Bills should be the team to relocate over there. Really? Is it, I think there's enough New York teams. That's a good point. I haven't thought about that. I think if they do decide to do it, the Bills would be a good team. Yeah, because
1: it's the Jets, the Giants, the Bills. the Bills. Yeah, I don't think they need three. No, no. London needs one. Yeah, I don't know. I just – I feel like if they're going to – they couldn't call it the National Football League anymore. They have to call it, like, yeah. like Major League Football, like, MFL. The um, thing
2: would be, though, like – what division they would be in, it would be unfair for those three division teams like, would, would have to share that division with them because they'd have to travel to London every year.
1: That's a good point. Other
3: teams wouldn't. That's yeah, I think they would have to do something with like four games going in America and then four games being played in London or something like
1: that. Especially if they were on like a short week if they played on a Sunday and then they had a Thursday night game. That would kind of be rough. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely stuff that some
3: problems that would go with it, but it would be something good to add.
1: Yeah. All right, what are y'all's picks to win the, each division? We'll start with the uh, AFC uh, and the NFC East. Uh, my AFC
2: winner is the square cut, the Patriots. Uh, we're in a competition with the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets being a division. I mean, they've won it, like, the last like, eight
3: years, something like that. So, you know, you can't go against Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, they have a really weak, <laughs> very weak division. Yeah, Dolphins started off good, but it came <laughs> crashing down fast. I didn't think that they could keep that up, though. Like, they're good. I guess they have talent on their team, but, like, with I don't know. Not with the quarterback yeah, situation they have. No. No. He's no. the next Tom Brady. I'm calling him right now. And then uh, my pick for that is the Patriots. I don't know. If you pick anything else, you basically don't watch football. Yeah. <laughs> And then the NFCs,
2: uh, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. Um, you know they just got Mark, they got Mari Cooper. Um, I just like what the, they've done this year, and I like the schedule they have ahead of them.
3: Um, I got the Eagles because not playing the Cowboys, not playing the Eagles yet. I think the Eagles have a good chance of sweeping that series right there, and I don't think a Cooper adds enough for Dak Prescott because. If he couldn't do anything with Des Bryant last year or the year before, I don't think Amari Cooper is going to be the thing. If they can get a run game, if they actually run with Zeke, I think they could be in the top, be in the fight for the top. But I see the Redskins falling off and the Eagles
1: taking the lead. I think it's a lot for Amari to take on the number one role. I think if they would have kept Des Bryant and then brought in Amari as like, this is the number two. But when, like, you know, like, they brought in Amari just to throw him the ball. So, like, everyone's going be like, let's just call it Amari because obviously they're not going to throw it to anyone else, I don't think. But I, I have the Eagles pick to win that as well. I think Carson Wentz is an okay quarterback, I guess. <laughs>
2: Another thing is the uh, team has not repeated that division in 14 years.
3: That's why I didn't pick the Eagles. Yeah, I, could, I could see that, but I still – I wouldn't say the Cowboys. If I see anybody, it would be the Redskins with the streak there going on right now. Right.
1: Yeah, because they got uh, Alex Smith, at quarterback, and then their
3: defense is like pretty mediocre. If the Cowboys could find a way to make their team more two-dimensional instead of just... <laughs> they're trying to throw too much right now. Yeah. If, if Zeke will run the ball 25 to 30 times in a game, it'll open their pass game up more.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think so, too, and... Who's the other team does? The Giants? Giants, No, they don't have a chance. I mean, they have so much talent. It's just sad to see Odell and Saquon. They should have a good run next year if they'll draft a quarterback. Yeah. And we talked about earlier if the quarterback that they want even declares for the draft because they want Herbert, and if Herbert doesn't declare, then I guess that they won't get a quarterback. I think they should trade for Derek Carr. They need to trade for Derek Carr. I say they just draft whatever
3: they can get this year. I would – I would say Will Greer would be a good talent for the Giants. Yeah. They'll be up there to get Justin Herbert out of Oregon.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Maybe he'll declare. I hope so. And then the uh, AFC North. Uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, you know, they had a rough start in the year, but they've won four
2: of their last five. Uh, and, you know, they are they got all the talent. they got A-B. Uh, if Levyon comes back, that would be a huge boost. And uh, the Ravens have fallen off a little bit after the hot start, and also the Bengals have to.
1: Yeah, the Ravens were getting beat pretty bad earlier today by the Panthers. Yeah, I was going to say the Ravens were
3: going to win because they allowed the lowest points, but then they didn't do too hot today. But if (laughs) if their defense could keep it up, I think the Ravens could pull it out or the Steelers could if they could get their passing game going more.
1: Yeah, I, I got either the Steelers or the Bengals. They're kind of tied at the top right now, but the Steelers are on a hot streak, and the Bengals have kind of cooled off a little bit since their hot start because they started pretty hot as well. But I don't know. I think, like you said, if Le'Veon comes back and he actually plays for the Steelers, if they don't like trade him, then I think the Steelers will lock I, that in. I think what they have going now is pretty good with
3: James Conner. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good for forgot. Yeah, he, he had 210 yards today. I think, I think they should trade Le'Veon and just get that out of their locker room and they could actually get something for him before he – Yeah,
1: they could get some – if they could solidify their defense a little bit with like a couple of draft picks maybe that they could trade for on or a good already established player in the NFL, I think that would be good.
2: I think the best team to get them was, was the, That's the Eagles. That's what I was hoping so for, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Eagles
3: would be a great team to get Le'Veon. Um... I
1: don't know, they had DeMarco Murray, and we all thought he was pretty good, and then the Eagles ruined him, so. But
3: he was really good because of the Cowboys' offensive line.
1: Yeah, system. Chip Kelly's not a good coach, so – all right, and then the uh the NFC North. I have the Vikings,
2: uh, you know, it's a tough uh division this year with the Bears moving up uh, after being Mike Trubisky and uh having a great defence this year. But the Vikings they got Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, and they got, you know, three really good, good running backs, whoever the whoever's starting. So and their defense is amazing with Harrison Smith and Anthony Barr, so I just think they're too much to handle for uh, you know Packers. Packers only have a really good defense, and I just think the Bears are being just too young right now to win
3: it. Yeah, I agree. I don't. Their defense is just Khalil Max an animal. Yeah, Yeah, he is. I could see the Bears pulling it out. If Mitchell Trubisky, he's just a little not very consistent right now. But if he could keep it up when he, I think he could pull it out this year with that defense.
1: Yeah. I think they revamped – I think last week before their game, they changed up the offense to fit him more. And last week he did pretty good. And this week, last time I looked, he was doing good. He has I a think. lot of talent. Yeah. I could see him or the Packers with Aaron Rodgers pulling that division out. Yeah, it's a pretty tight division. I don't, I'm not sure who the fourth team is in that division. The Lions. The Lions.
3: <laughs> I just – I like the Vikings. I, I just think they're the
2: most complete team
3: in
1: that yeah, division. Yeah, I definitely think so. I was kind of confused, though, when they got blown up
3: by the Bills – I, was like, I just don't see their defense keeping up the pace they had last year.
1: They were good last year. I mean, they still they retained most of those players, though. So Until kind of that weird. NFC
3: Championship game, they were arguably the number two best defense in the NFL. Yeah, I
1: think so, too. And then the AFC West. Come on. A yeah, yeah, a Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I didn't know if y'all, had, if y'all thought the Chargers may pull it out. I kind of was talking to him earlier, and I was like, if the Chiefs slip up, and I think the Chargers maybe could steal away from me. if they slip up, like if they cool off, but I don't know. Patrick, Patty Mahomes it's I mean, the Broncos haven't even been
3: playing too bad. They just that's true. They've had a tough schedule with the yeah. Chiefs and the Rams, which were both close games. Except yeah. Today. yeah. <laughs> I I have the Chiefs. I mean, I either uh,
2: Chiefs win division, but I mean Chargers. I definitely think will make the ball card. Yeah. And then I also think that the second place team of the AFC North, the White. Steelers Bengals or Ravens
1: yeah, yeah for sure for sure and then the uh, NFC West also come off the Rams <laughs> the Rams that's probably yeah. one of the weakest divisions yeah or is are they weak or are the Rams just like that much better than the rest of the team I mean they have the Cardinals in the 49ers oh and, and, and Seahawks well, the Seahawks the Seahawks are Seahawks decent. just went rebuild mode yeah, yeah. it's sad though They should, I, I don't know I just remember the Seahawks of like just like two or three years ago, they were like one of the most elite teams in the NFL. They and, lost that defense. Division yeah. of Doom. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> and then the AFC South. This might be like the
2: sorriest division in the NFL, but it's also <laughs> gonna be the closest, probably, just cause <laughs> I mean, the Texans, Titans, and Jags. You yeah, the Jags, the, the dominant defense. Yeah. They haven't played that well this year, but when Leonard Fournette gets back, they could make a run for a wild card not Brian Walker, but a, a <laughs> divisional win. But I do have the Texans right now, they've won five straight games after starting three and three and uh Deshaun watson got him going and DeAndre Hopkins is really putting himself up there as a top wide receiver.
3: Yeah, I have the Texans too. I think since Will Fuller's down, DeAndre Hopkins is gonna get more of the yeah the targets for that. And if their defense when they started out this year, their defense was playing very mediocre. But they have the talent to be a Top five defense, which I I can see them going far with the streak they're going on. Especially with those two defensive ends, JJ Watt and Jadavion Clowney. Oh, yeah. Even add
1: Tyron Matthew was a very good pickup. This yeah, year. for sure.
0: And then all right.
1: And then in the, oh, the NFC South. Forgot about that. This is, uh I
2: think it would definitely come down to the Panthers and Saints. Uh I think the Saints will pull it out because you know, Drew Brees is I think he's playing better than Patrick Mahomes this year, like, just kind of, like, in the shadows. Yeah, for sure. Because Patrick Mahomes is young, and, like, he's just come out of nowhere. But Drew Brees has the interception this year, and that offense is just insanely explosive with uh, Michael
3: Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram being back. Yeah. So, I, I think the Saints will pull it out. Yeah, I also have the Saints, but I think the Falcons could run a little bit back because their offense has been – Top notch. If they can just get some of their defensive players back, like Deion Jones, which is supposed to come yeah. back next week, I think that the Falcons, Panthers, and Saints could all be up there at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I think that the close games that the Falcons have had, I think if they would have had their key defensive players, I think they probably would be their record would probably be. Cause blocked. they took the Saints to overtime. Yeah,
3: yeah. The Falcons, and
2: then the Bengals. if they if they had all their players, Deion Jones, Keanu Neal, all those players, not they weren't injured. Falcons could definitely be comp- uh, competing for the division.
3: I think they'll go on a little streak because I know they have the Redskins next week and then the Browns after that. So, if they oh, could yeah. go on a little bit of a streak, I think the Saints will start to fall off. And then the Panthers are barely squeezing by. Yeah. So, I see the Falcons making a push, but the Saints will probably take it out. Yeah, I think so. All right. Super Bowl. I did this, uh like, look at this today. um.
2: I tried thinking, like, you know, who could beat the Rams and Chiefs, but I just honestly don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, the Chiefs have uh, choked the past few years, but that was with Alex Smith as QB. I don't see Patrick Mahomes doing that, uh, just with his arm strength and, like, just his QBR and mindset. Um, I do see, like, the Pats and the Chiefs playing the AFC Championship, yeah, but sure. it being an arrowhead, I don't see the Pats winning an arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes, not high-powered offense. So, I do have the Chiefs come out of the AFC. The Rams, I just think they are the most dominant team in the NFL right now, offense and defensively. The front, the front line for the Rams is insane with uh, Aaron Donald, Domkin Sue, uh, Michael Brockers. It, it's just honestly insane. And uh, I got the Rams and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I got the Rams winning just because their defense is better.
0: Yeah.
3: And uh, with defense wins
2: championships.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I see the Rams taking the NFC, but since the Chiefs are known for choking and they still have a young quarterback with that team, I see them losing. I see the Texans and the Patriots probably facing out in the AFC championship and the Texans taking that. Wow. And then Hot takes. I still think <laughs> I think the Texans and the Rams in the Super Bowl would be a close matchup just because the Texans have a good defense to stop that offense. So I see the Texans taking the Super Bowl this year.
1: Wow. I have the Chiefs and the Rams, too, and I have the Rams pulling it out. I just, they're just the most balanced team, I think, on both sides of the ball. And, but if the Texans do get both sides going, because they do have the talent, especially if Deshaun starts to, Watson starts to play like he did last year before he got hurt. If he kind of, he's already kind of working back towards that level. I think the injury last year kind of threw him off a little bit, but he gets back. I mean it could be it could be a close. That's a big reason they started out and three is because yeah. he was so he was trying to play too
3: conservative, but once he got like comfortable with the offense it started to actually make a push.
1: Yeah. All right, so that's all for NFL and then moving on to college football. Do y'all think that the uh college football playoffs should be extended to eight or sixteen games or just keep it at four?
2: I like it at four. I think um if you've extended it at all, even six or eight it would just take away from the regular season. Uh, I mean, like, you know, yesterday, Florida and Georgia basically played for a trip to the SEC championship on the line. And the winner of that, loser of that game basically just stole all the college football playoff race. Yeah. If you expand the playoff, that game has, like, no meaning, basically, other than the trip to Atlanta. That's a good point. If, if Florida, like, with Florida losing yesterday, falling to two losses, if you expand the playoff, they would still be in contention to make the playoffs. But now yeah. they're basically out. So I like it right now. I mean, if you take if you expand it, it just it doesn't mean like have to make the regular season as meaningful,
3: and it makes every game matter.
1: Yeah, that's true.
3: Uh, I would like to see eight teams because a lot of the the past few years, uh, it's a fight between the fourth and the fifth spot, which yeah. they're both pretty even when it comes to talent wise. So if you get up to eight teams, the top two or three is going to be more dominant, but mm-hmm. It makes it more even overall. In 16, there's not 16 teams that could challenge that would just, <laughs> No. That would, that would, like he said, it would just be not worth fighting
1: for. So, I say eight teams would be good, a yeah. good thing to see. Yeah, I think eight teams too. I mean, four is fine because, like you said, it makes it more special, especially since they took the two major bowl games and just turned yeah. the two. But I think, like, one through eight, all, those are all very good teams with, like, sometimes they'll let someone sneak in that shouldn't be in there. I don't think Texas should have been in there last. Like, they were six. I think that was way too high. But in that kind of case, they would lose. But I think one through eight would all be pretty good games. And that would give not other teams a chance to win. But, like, I don't know, like, if Alabama, which I have as my number one team in the playoff, if they played whoever would be the number eight, like, I oh, if they play Georgia or LSU, drop to eight. Like, that would be a good game to watch. And then LSU would have, like, a redemption shot to get back to the final, I guess. I don't know. It'd be interesting. But I think, like you said, also take away from the season, which I feel like people would rather just watch more regular season games and have just two bowl games and be done with it, too.
2: Also, I mean, it'd be terrible if, like, you know, players get injured.
1: In oh, days. yeah. So that, that's, that's true. Because like, yeah. they'd probably be – playing even harder in those games than they would in regular season games. Yeah, definitely. And then y'all's top four for the college football playoff at the end of the season and then your first two out.
2: Uh right now I have Alabama at number one. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. totally dominant with two atonora. Uh I like Notre Dame. I I like that big win over Michigan in the uh, beginning of the season yeah. and they're undefeated also. Uh I got Cum summer three, they're undefeated. They haven't really had that key win yet, you know, being the uh, ACC. I have LSU number four, the uh, huge win over Georgia. And Georgia's got like, a huge win over Florida. So LSU's has really hot right now. They have the album this week. And uh, I have Georgia at number five. Um, you know, they beat Florida. And, uh, you know, they're fitting um, national champion runner-up. So I like them coming out of the East right now uh, in the SEC. Then I have Michigan. Uh, Michigan, they have, still have a tough road. They didn't play at Ohio State. Yeah, I don't know if they'll win that, but right now I like Michigan and their defense because they're the best defense in the nation. So i have them and Georgia in
0: my first two out. Gotcha.
3: Yeah, I have Alabama at one. That's not nothing you can really debate about. <laughs> Clemson hasn't really done shown too much this year, but I still have them at number two with Notre Dame at number three, and I see Michigan has. face Penn State and Ohio State so by the end of the year I see them pushing up for the number four spot and with Georgia losing to LSU last week and then beating Florida this week they have Kentucky next week which I think they'll pull it out I see them finishing at fifth then LSU they're gonna lose to Alabama but I don't think you can drop them too much I see them finishing at six at the end of the year
1: yeah my one is Alabama if they win out because they still have well, the end of their schedule is always real packed. They have LSU, then the Citadel. That's always a tough team, and then huh, just kidding, Auburn, and then whoever comes out of the SEC East, which I think is going to be Georgia unless Kentucky upsets them, which kind of low key hoping for. I think that'd be interesting, but I don't know. But so Alabama's my one, the Clemson's two. They haven't really proved anything, but just respect to Dabo and the talent that comes out there. And Kelly Bryant's been going off the season. He's great. I think they did a good job swapping. Wait, Kelly Bryant? No, that's the one that was playing before. He's the one who took his spot? Um, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor yeah, Lawrence, yeah. He's the one who's been going off my bed, not Kelly Bryant. And then Notre Dame at my three. They don't have any tough games left, all ranked opponents. But assuming they win out, they should get the three spot. And then I actually have Michigan at my four because their first loss was to Notre Dame at the beginning of the season. And if they beat, if they beat Ohio State, which they should because Ohio State's like mediocre. They're always overrated yeah, in my opinion. State. They're yeah. ranked at 17 right now. Yeah. And then at my five, I have Oklahoma because they only lost to Texas in the Red River rivalry. And then they have West Virginia, I think, left on their schedule. If they can yeah. win out that, I think they kind of deserve that five spot because Kyler Murray is really good. And then just UCF is at my six. <laughs> if, they're undefeated. <laughs> I know. I just feel bad. They're like ranked number nine. They won last week. They're still ranked number 9 I'm like, just give them the sixth spot. They're not going to like compete for anything, but... Just, I don't know, I feel bad for him. Just, like, a little bit. And then... You
2: gotta, like, slowly move him <laughs> up. Like, yeah. so that way it'll
1: be number 5 at the end of it all. So, like, yeah. oh,
2: well, you were at the doorstep. Maybe next year, but... <laughs>
1: yeah, And not let him in next year, either. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, your who's your who's going to be in the final, like, for you guys?
2: This is kind of tough. I mean, college football hasn't really lived up to its, like, hype this year. There aren't really a lot of good teams, in yeah. my opinion. I like Alabama versus Clemson, which in our rematch. Yeah. Uh, I just because of Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, you know they've been to the playoff before. Uh, you know Notre Dame uh, hasn't, LSU hasn't, Georgia they might not make it. Michigan hasn't. So I, I just I think Alabama, and Clemson have the most experience, and I think they'll get
3: there. Yeah, yeah. I have Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. Just I don't think they've proven enough this year. They've had too many close matches versus Syracuse. Yeah, not not <laughs> good. A- teams. Notre Dame beat Bandy like by six at home. No, that that's true. true. But they started off good with a Michigan win. But I see them
1: beating Clemson and then losing to Alabama in the
0: National Championship.
1: Yeah. I think – I have Alabama and Notre Dame in mind, but I think Alabama wins. I don't think there's anyone who can really beat. Mm -hmm. I think if anyone's going to beat them, it's going to be LSU next weekend. I think Especially being in Baton Rouge. Yeah, in Baton Rouge. It's going to be tough. But if they win that, I mean, I don't think that there's anyone who's going to beat them. Then – for anyone who's into baseball, some of us here not that much, but the World Series, uh, Red Sox are leading it three to one, and their next game is tonight. So, do you have an opinion on who you want to win at all?
2: Uh, I think the Red Sox will pull off. I don't have them win tonight. I think Dodgers will come out it tonight at home. I think the Red Sox will go back home and win six games. Yeah, um, it's been pretty entertaining so far, though. I mean, you had the uh, last last line came on the last inning. Then you know, had the an insanely eighteen game uh eighteen inning game Friday night in game three. Uh the Dodgers pulled that out for their first win
1: in the series. But I, I think the Red Sox are just too much uh yeah. overall. They're really good this year. They're really they're really, really Because yeah, uh one of Tyler Ellsbury posted something and it was that catch where uh I think Ben made the catch like in front of the wall and he said, Imagine having a ninety win season and still being out of first place by eighteen games. <laughs> like it's crazy, but yeah, I have the Red Sox too. I don't I like I think the Dodgers have some really good talent, especially on the pitching staff with Clayton Kershaw and Walker Mueller is like lights out. Probably probably the best young pitcher in them would MLB, I think. I would in my opinion, but yeah, I don't know. I think this I wish the Red Sox would just close out tonight. I hate Manny Machado and I told you all that earlier. I think he's dirty. So, Dylan, do you have any opinion? I'm not a big baseball fan, but <laughs>
3: I'm a Boston Celtics fan so I'd like to see <laughs> the Red Sox take it back to Boston.
1: I got you. I got you. All right, and then uh Kobe made a comment about coming back at the Lakers with 0 and 5 and obviously I don't think anyone actually thought that they would go 0 and 5 and then he later came out and said he, and that was a joke, he wouldn't do that. But uh what's what's your like outlook for the Lakers like?
2: Right now I have them like as like a 5 or 6 seed team. I still think they're young. Uh, LeBron, you know, he's going to do his thing. He's going to get them to the playoffs. But I do think they're going to be like a lower seed team. I, I, they might make the second round, but that that's just if LeBron like, just goes off.
3: I I just think their team is too young still. Yeah. Yeah, I could see them at seventh or eighth. I just don't, I don't think there's much they can do in the West this year to push for a top seed.
1: I definitely think they're going to have to wait. I mean, if they can get, if even if they could work up to six and get, they would play the third seed. I think really, there's only like, well, I don't know because if you get the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Warriors, or the really the Pelicans, I think that'll probably be the top four in the West. I think you're kind of screwed. So, yeah, I don't know. I think they get put out in the first round. I think that they're good, but I think they definitely have to wait for free agency of next year before they can really make any big moves. It'd be amazing uh-huh.
0: if they
2: were if there was a one eight matchup with the Warriors.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> that would go over so bad. They would just the Warriors would ride that for like the whole season, be like, we put LeBron and the Lakers like out in like four games. Yeah. Like... <laughs> but I mean, do you think the Lake well, do you think the Lakers team this year is better than the Cavs team LeBron took to the finals last year? I think
2: it is. I think it just looks worse right now. I mean, by the end of the year, I think it will be better. Yeah. Right, like, right now, LeBron's just getting used to the team. But the talent they have and the youth they have, it is better.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I just think uh, – I think mean, George Hill, J.R. Smith. It
1: was such a weird fit. All of None of yeah. them went together because yeah. they were all – like, none of them were three-point specialists, which is weird because LeBron has always surrounded himself with three-point shooters. And they brought in Kyle Korver and they have Kevin Love. But, like, Kyle Korver's good. it's kind of washed up a little bit. I think he's like an older version of J.J. Reddick now, and Kevin Love's always been good, but he kind of got put on like the back back burner behind Kyrie and LeBron. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I think they definitely get put out.
0: I don't think.
1: Yeah. And then the Timberwolves, what do you all think happens to them? Do they rebuild, or do they try to stick with the core of Towns, Wiggins, and whatever other misfits they get?
2: They definitely need to trade
1: Butler. Uh, I
2: think he's terrible for them in the locker room and just them as overall team. He's not helping them at all. Besides, just you know, scoring twenty points a night. But I I don't think they're going to go anywhere with Jim Butler on the team because he's he's just bringing and Towns down. Yeah, and he's not building him up at all as a teammate. And I think they should definitely trade with the Rockets where he the uh, four first round yeah, picks. I was yeah. going to ask about that or even you know Josh Richardson, the first round pick. I mean that just they need to get rid
1: of him. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think that if they can, I don't know, I feel like Jimmy Butler's good, but do you trade for picks of your future? Like, that's a whole almost starting five.
2: It is, but if you look at it, where the Rockets are now, uh, I mean, yeah, it's eight years of draft picks. Yeah. Because it's, it's every other year for the first honors, but they're going to be good right yeah. now. So, I mean, and, you know, Yes, those draft picks would be worth selling, but like at the same time, those draft picks would probably be like in the late 20s with how yeah. they are right now. Yeah, that's and true. And future picks. So I think it would be worth it. And I also, also think that's why, maybe why Minnesota turned it down, because they knew those draft picks wouldn't be as good.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. so Because it's really – yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that, because they're really more like second-round picks. Yeah. Because they'll usually end up at the top. And honestly, like when in the NBA draft, like the way it is now,
2: is like if you don't get someone on top of the lottery, basically you're not going to get anyone. Like, yeah, for real. After, I would say after like pick 14, you're basically just getting a bench player. Yeah. Maybe some, yeah. maybe a Julie player. That's
1: it. Unless you get lucky. Like, I think yeah. Donovan Mitchell was like pick 16 or 17th. And then OG- he was 13, yeah. Oh, he was 13, and so
2: he was still in the top. John Collins was like 17.
1: Yeah. Other than that, OG I Anobi mean, has been pretty good for the Raptors. And I think he was yeah. late first round. Early second round, one or the other. I wish the Bucks would have gotten him. They passed on him to get DJ Wilson, I think, and he's been booty. So
0: that's been depressing.
1: But power through. And that's actually the next team. Well, that's the Bucks. What, what do y'all think about?
2: I had them finishing uh, at the top three team in the East. I think it's obviously you know Raptors, Celtics, Bugs at the top right now. Uh, Bucks staying undefeated with a win last night. Uh, I think Giannis is going and uh, Chris Milton are you know lethal uh you know, they're scoring, rebounding. Yeah, There's a really good team. I think uh Mike Bunholzer doesn't Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. He's he's been great with them. I, I liked him with the Hawks I think that was a great hire
3: for the Bucks organization. Yeah, I see the Bucks at three
1: or fourth seed and then whoever they play is gonna be a tough semis matchup. Yeah, I think so too. I think Bunholzer really helped with their defense and the three point I think they're launching more three pointers than any team in the NBA right now, the last statistic I looked in, their ranking first and off, offensive efficiency, I think it's been really good. I mean, I don't know if they'll be able to keep the... I mean, I'm a Bucs fan, but I don't know if they'll be able to keep up this, like, steam throughout the whole year. Because I know they are they have the talent, but, like, they play the Raptors tomorrow night, and then they still have to get through the Celtics and the 76ers and, like, compete for one of those top spots. So, like, I don't, I'm not really sure where they're going to end up with that. Yeah, but the Sixers haven't looked the best
3: either so far. That's true. So I could see them, them go and add it for the third and
1: fourth year. Yeah, which is a surprise, though, because I thought the Sixers, of all teams, would really be fighting with the Celtics and the Raptors to the top spot. I thought the Bucks would probably be, like, I know they have the talent, but I f- felt like they would be fighting for, like, five or six with the Wizards. I thought that that's where they were going to fall this year. But the Celtics have really like played worse than their expectations and the Raptors have really played above. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Over expectations. And I then, I
2: think honestly the thing was with the seven sisters, you know, they, they uh they were about five hundred last year at the All Star break. Yeah. And they won like twenty five of the next thirty games. And I honestly think that's because of Marco Bellinelli and Urs on Yugi Silva. Yeah. They added Shooting off the bench and like rebounding with their uh, just off the, like off the pick and roll with the uh, three point shooters coming off the screens and all that stuff with them. I think that added this scoring to their offense. And yeah. they lost in the free agency this past year. And I think, I think, also, man, that's like how the San teachers went so far in the playoffs and how yeah. they, how well they did in the year last year. So, I don't think people are realizing how good they were to that t- – like, how important they were to that team. Yeah,
1: because the Bucks actually have Ersan Ilyasova yeah. now, and he's really helped with it. Him and Brook Lopez have really been good floor spacing bigs that we lacked. Because, I mean, Thon Maker, I thought he was going to be good, but no. And then Sean <laughs> Henson's, like, a good reserve, but, like, his three-point shot isn't reliable. It's like a Brook Lopez or Ersan Ilyasova. But, yeah, I think that the Sixers lack the three-point shooting that they need – to get anywhere in yeah, the playoffs, they could get a good three point shooter. I wish that they would have gotten Paul George because I was hoping he would sign with them. Because Paul George, I think, would have been a good fit at the three three for them. A good three and D small forward would have been good, yeah. but they missed on that. And the Thunder are zero and four two. They're not on this list, but like, do they recover from that? Do they stay at zero and four? Like, are they going to be like? I don't like with the talent they have. I don't think they'd be at the bottom seed team, but it looks like now they are. Yeah, I mean, uh, they lose Carmelo,
2: but, you know, Carmelo's past his prime. Uh, I like, you know, them training for Dennis Schroeder. He has a great pick for, them, like, a backup point guard, like, mm-hmm. even a shooting guard player. Uh, also getting Nolan's Noel, Noel. that was a great backup center pick up for them. I do like them getting in the playoffs, but I'm going to be higher than seventh or eighth seed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that.
1: So kind of chasing this down a little rabbit hole, do you think that Russell Westbrook is stopping them from winning a championship? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. I felt mm-hmm. that because... Just
2: watching the Celtics Thunder game the other night and him going over seven and three turnovers in the fourth quarter just made me realize, you know what, this is why KD left.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if they would have... If Russell Westbrook wasn't, like, so toxic to the team, yeah. they had Victor Oladipo, yeah. and if they keep KD and then... It, Steven Adams is, like, a un, super underrated center. Like, yeah. they're they're contending for the NBA Finals. And, and Serge Ibaka. Yeah, Serge Ibaka, too. He's really good. So, I think that they... I think he's, like... I wish they'd trade him, but, like, I don't think anyone wants him. Like, would you take him? Like, I don't know if I was... A, Westbrook? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's teams are going to want him. Yeah, but... But, I mean... It's going to be a team that's, like, desperate to just, oh, like, yeah. make a playoffs. I do to the Thunder want to give him up, though. They should, though, because they could get, like, a lot for him. But, yeah. like... I don't yeah, know but, if i give up. Well, they they just signed
2: Paul George for a four-year deal, so you're, you're competing uh, for a championship right now. Yeah,
1: but, like, and I think that they see that, and I think everyone in the NBA is like, oh, that's such a good move, like, outside of Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And I guess you can throw Steven Adams. Like I said, he's a good center, but, like, their bench is weak, and yeah. their shooting guard and their power forward is kind of like – so I don't think that – I don't know. They're just not as deep as they should be. Or could be, really. And then the Rockets.
2: Uh, I mean, I don't think of them two right now. Because, I mean, you know, yeah, just Chris Paul missed two games. Yeah. The suspension. <laughs> then you got James Harden out with an injury last night. So, that's three games I really want to count. But, you know, I'm pretty sure they're like 1-4 right now. Or two yeah, and four, yeah. Something like that. So, I think it's a bad start. But they'll bounce back. I mean, it's the Rockets. Uh, they just – they Don't have a lot of defense against what kept it from going into the finals last year, honestly. But I
3: like them as a top four seed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see them going even second or third seed. Yeah. I, so too. I would like to see the Pelicans on the other, yeah, other side of that. Yeah.
1: I think the Pelicans are, oh, well, I don't know if they're underrated anymore. I think last year they probably were whenever they like swept the. Did they, I think they swept the Blazers yeah, in the yeah, first round, yeah, yeah. and everyone was like, what? But, I mean, <laughs> like, Anthony Davis is, like, an animal on, at any point on the floor. Like, from the three-point line all the way to, like, right at the rim, he's, like, impossible to guard. And then Nikola Mirotic just kind of, like, picked up his stride more than he did at the Bulls. And so I think that they'll be – I think that they can fight for – I don't want to say, like, the second seed, because I think that – I still think – I'm high on the Jazz – and I think that Kawhi should go to the Jazz next year. I would love that. <laughs> he gets it.
3: I'm a huge Donald Mitchell fan. That's why <laughs> he should just stay in Toronto.
1: I mean, there's nothing he said. What's there to do in Utah? <laughs> I'm like, nothing. ski. But... <laughs> 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 well, then they look at Kawhi and they're like, what would he do? He's like, just...
2: uh-huh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he probably does nothing.
2: <laughs> He's basically to a 10-Duncan. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then uh, we just kind of touched on the Pelicans, so I'm not gonna make y'all repeat that. But like the Raptors, do they are they the ones that come out of the East? Do they kind of flop? Do they beat the Warriors in the finals? Like are I they have, that good? I have the Raptors as the one
2: seed in the regular season. I do think the Celtics they'll do what they did last year. They'll finish as two seed, and then they'll like not like scrape out. They did last year because you know, they are not have Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward back. Yeah. And, you know, John Brown, Jason Taylor, are one year older. So, I do think they'll have the experience. And, like, just Brad Stevens is a terrific coach. He's the best coach in the East. Maybe even the whole NBA. So, I do think that they'll go past the Raptors. I do have it going in the six games of Eastern Conference Finals. I do have the Raptors and
3: Celtics. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Raptors end in that first seed, just like they did last year. Yeah. But with the Celtics in the playoffs, I just don't see them being able to beat them in a whole series. Yeah. So, I see the Celtics making it to the finals. Basically, the Cavs now, I mean,
2: like, yeah. kind of like how they did last year. Like, they weren't – they didn't, like, look to the hype. I mean, they had injuries, but, like, you know, they kinda, they, they could have been the first seed they wanted to, you yeah, know, with the talent they have. I think they're doing the same thing this year. And then they'll just, like, you know, win in the playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if the Cel- – like, the Celtics have so much talent. Like, I think that they are the most – like prepared team to beat the Warriors. Like if I think the Celtics get to the talent level, like if Gordon Hayward gets back on track, if Kyrie starts hitting his shots, like we were talking about earlier and Jalen and Jason Tatum are like probably two of the best young players outside, like where this is Tatum's second year and Brown's third year. Uh, yeah. I think that they're probably the best like young tandem in the NBA, like at that position. I know Donovan Mitchell's good, but he doesn't have like a good counterpart. Unless Grayson Allen shows (laughs) up. I'm just kidding, but like they're like switchable all the way from like from the two all the way to even Al Horford has like is like a mobile center. So I think that they could beat them, but they have probably one of the best benches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Rosier, Smart, Marcus Morris, all of them off the bench. Heck yeah. And I think really that whole bench you put on really any other team in the NBA and their starters. Well, especially without Terry's playing. Yeah, he's good. I think the Raptors, it's going to be tough because if the Raptors beat the Celtics, I think that the Raptors get, I don't even know if the Raptors get blown out in the finals. I think either team that comes out is going to be able to beat the Warriors. I don't see the here's, Warriors here's winning this year. Know, The Raptors and
2: Celtics are both defensive teams. Yeah. So I think they're, they're going to slow down the, uh, the Warriors because they the Cavs. They're not <laughs> even defensive teams in the past few years. And no team in the West is going to this you you. So, you know, the Warriors have been looking like dominant in yeah. fashion with the teams that have been playing in the playoffs the last few years. So I think if you put the Celtics or Raptors in the finals against the Warriors, they'll win one or two games at least. I think the Celtics could even push it to seven.
1: Yeah. And I think that it, it's – I think the starters are going to be – I think it's going to be even matched. But then you put in the second units for both teams and the Celtics outscore the yeah. Warriors bench by yeah. – 10, 20 points, probably, and then the head coach matchup, like Brad Stevens versus Steve Kerr, would be like the ultimate like, head coach like battle. That would be worse, that would be worth seeing right there. <laughs> and then top three teams, I know you said it was uh, the Bucks, the Sixers and the Raptors, not in that order.
2: No, I, I got Raptors, Celtics and Bucks,
3: Raptors, Celtics Bucks. Yeah. I got Celtics, Raptors and Sixers. Oh man,
2: it hurt a little <laughs> bit. I actually had the uh, Sixers at six. I, I I do I I really do think D'Angelo and Urson are is a huge uh, loss for them. Yeah, think, they, they haven't looked at the hot, hot this year. No,
1: no, they look like a train wreck really. But I have the probably Raptors at one. I'm gonna put the Bucks at two. Unbiased opinion, <laughs> super unbiased. And then the Celtics at three. But I don't know. I feel like this. I'm like forgetting. Like I think the Sixers probably go four, but then I think five through eight is kind of like up for anyone because you have yeah. the Wizards Pacers
2: the Wizards are not really hot
1: right now though yeah
2: but I don't mean, Dwight like comes back I did I had the Wizards at eight
1: yeah I think that's probably a good spot players they
2: have I mean the East is basically like it's locked already like you know if you have an yeah. All-Star you're in just like I mean it would probably be like you know I had the horns probably, like, outside looking in. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I got Pistons at 7, which was at 8. I got Sixers at 6, Heat at 5, and I got Pistons at 4, which we draw a Yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, the Pistons, I don't want to over-hype them a little, but they were undefeated up until last night. So, I don't know. Blake Griffin's pretty good, and that Reggie Jackson guy. Ooh, watch out. All right, and then now we're going to move on to some sports trivia. So it's going to be Dylan versus Craig. First one to ten wins for all the bragging rights that you can possibly think of. Let's see. All right, I'll give you all some choices because some of these are kind of – some of these are tough. I wouldn't know them. Y'all probably do because y'all know more about NFL. All right, who has the most wins as a head coach in the NFL? Do y'all want options or do y'all know? I think I know. Andy Reid. Andy, yeah, I, could see Andy I think it's, it's all time, not currently. I think it's all time. Oh, do you want some options? <laughs> all right, George Hollis, Tom Landry, Curly
0: Lambeau, Don Shula. Um, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm not use your trivia
3: real quick. No, I didn't. I'm sure Andy Reid is up there though. Yeah, we're like, fight right
0: now. All right, this one may be easier. I don't know. Anyways. She can't let you see man.
1: Which Chicago Bears running back was known as the Galloping Ghost? There's some options here. you can Harold Grange, Walter Payton, Gale Sanders, Sayers, or Jim Brown? Jim Brown. I'm going
0: You said who? Yeah, Jim yeah. No, you know, got that. It's okay. Harold Grange. Wouldn't have known that. All right. I'm going to keep going.
1: Who is the most decorated Olympian of all time? Mary Lou Retton, Carl Lewis, Pavo Nermi, or Michael Phelps? I'm saying Michael Phelps. <laughs> Michael Phelps.
0: Yeah. Each, each.
1: I forget that when I think when I was thinking sports, I was gonna try and find a pod like a trivia was just yeah. college football, NFL, and NBA. But I forget that there's all these sports. Yeah. That all right. Let's see. Uh, which pitcher holds the record for most complete games in an MLB career? Roy Halladay, Nolan Ryan, Cy Young, <laughs> Don Sutton, Cy Young. Cy Young? I don't know any of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan got it right.
0: That's <laughs> nice good. All right. Uh, triple Crown. Never in that.
1: All right. What NFL player returned a fumble sixty six yards to the wrong end zone? Do you, Do you know? <laughs> uh, I know what you're talking about. Deion Sanders, Deletha O'Neal, Leon left, Jim Marshall. Jim Marshall? Yeah. yeah, I think it's Jim Marshall. Yeah. Who is the only person in NBA history to be named Most Valuable Player, Coach of the Year and Executive of the Year? Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah, Larry
0: Bird. Yeah, Larry Bird. Yeah. Oh, you do soccer. I don't think you said you did in the C.
1: Which of the following NFL coaches has the best playoff record? Barry Switzer, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Belichick, Chuck Noll. Bill Belichick. Jimmy
0: Johnson.
1: Neither one of y'all got
0: that. Barry Switzer. Belichick has to be up there now. He is third.
1: Who was the first NFL running back to finish the season with ten or more carries and gain negative yards? <laughs> Reggie Bush Kaijana Carter Blair Thomas or Darren McFadden
0: I'm going to see going to have I
1: have no idea <laughs> it was Reggie Bush dang um, did like it. he <laughs> yeah he finished the 2016 season with 12 rushes for negative 3 yards dang. what NFL player debuted as a professional wrestler in 2004 Options. <laughs> Junior So, Brian Erlacher, Ray Lewis, and Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. I'm gonna go Brian Urlacher. Yeah.
0: Let's see. Neither one of y'all got that. All these are Olympic questions. Oh no. What college football position receives the Jim Thorpe Award? It's Offensive right? I was gonna say defensive
2: end.
1: None of those are options. Would you like me to give you? <laughs> <laughs> Linebacker, defensive back, wide receiver, quarterback. Linebacker.
0: You get defensive
1: this. back. <laughs> yeah, Dylan got that. <laughs> 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 you are so confident. Oh, okay. Who was drafted in the seventh round of the nineteen seventy seven NBA draft? I'm gonna give you some options. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce Jenner, Larry Bird, Tony Dorsett, Lee Treviano, or Trevino, Art Trevino. You the last one. Yeah, what last one? Last one. I think Larry Bird's the only NBA player on this list. I don't even know who the last oh. guy is.
0: Bruce Jenner. I
1: love that too it said, despite not playing basketball since high school, Bruce Jenner was drafted with the number – 139 pick by the Kansas City Kings after winning the men's decathlon at the 1976 Olympics. I didn't even think you... okay. Who did the 76ers draft at the last pick of the 1983 NBA draft? Was it Ralph Sampson, Clyde Drexler, a 49-year-old pharmacist, or Dominique Wilkins? You go see after that last one. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. Yeah, that makes sense. Alright, uh, I'll give you all each a point for that. This is whack. I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) What is NFL running back Dick Plasman's claim to fame? First player ever drafted, last player to play without a helmet, only running back to play barefoot, first deaf NFL player.
0: Um, The last one. The last one.
1: All right. He was the last player to ever play without a helmet. Mm-hmm. Who was the first rookie quarterback to surpass three thirty-five hundred passing yards and throw fewer than five interceptions? Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, or Ben Roethlisberger? What was the question again? Who was the first rookie QB to surpass thirty-five hundred passing yards and throw fewer than five interceptions?
0: Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Was, was that the option? Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. It has to be in It's not. It could be. It's corresponding. not Carson
0: No, it's not Dak Prescott. It's Dak Prescott.
1: Gross. All right. Uh, let's see. What was the first sport televised in the U.S.? Rugby, baseball, tennis, golf. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: baseball. Yeah, it
1: Who was the only college football player to win the hall the Heisman Trophy twice? Archie Griffin, O.J. Simpson, Jay Burwanger, Berwanger, Earl Campbell.
0: Earl Campbell, um, first one. Archie Griffin. Yeah, it was Archie Griffin. And Dylan, falling behind, and down by one now, man. Time to weed through all these Olympic. There's still so many Olympic questions. <laughs>
1: Who is, the, who is the heaviest player in NFL history? Aaron Gibson, William Perry, Terrell Brown, or Nate
0: Newton? First one. Third one.
1: <laughs> What's the first one? you're gonna lose me. I'm sorry. <laughs> who was the first professional football player?
0: John Braillier, William Heffelfinger. Len Warner, Walter Camp. Walter Camp. Walter Camp. Nope. Oh. nope. <laughs> William Heffel Finker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why did Michael Jordan wear once wear number 12 instead of the traditional number 23 in an NBA game against the Orlando Magic? It was his 12th wedding anniversary. His jersey was stolen. It was the number he wore playing baseball the year in honor of Roger Staubach. Um it was a baseball one. His jersey was stolen. I'm pretty sure his jersey yeah, it was just because his jersey was stolen.
0: And then just one more and you're
1: out. Gotta walk home. <laughs> <laughs> what was the most points scored by one team in a football game? I, I don't it doesn't specify what like so I know it was like a old division college football team. Can we read you the options? 117, 222, 85, 149.
0: What right now? 117, 222, 85, or 149. I'll go 149. I'll go 222. <laughs> it was 222. Goodness. That's insane. It's- I know a team this year would be, I forgot, it was the SES
2: team, I think they be- I know what division school like ninety nine, ninety like nine,
0: six to three or something like
2: that. Yeah, I saw that.
1: I think I did see. That. I can't remember what school it is. Let's see. That was a really easy one. I don't want to give it to all that. Which of the following players was drafted ahead of Michael Jordan in the nineteen eighty four NBA draft? was. Oh, nice. John Stockton, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Hakeem Olajuwon, or Charles Barkley. Wait, what was it? <laughs> John Stockton, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Hakeem Olajuwon, or Charles Barkley? Olajuwon. What was the question? Which of the following players was drafted ahead of Michael Jordan in the 1984 NBA draft? Wasn't Jordan second? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, he was second,
0: so I guess he was drafted first? I could have I sworn it. Okay. I thought it was the... Uh... Because one was the guy playing for the Trouble edges. I'm not sure.
1: Well, it definitely wasn't Charles Barclay. <laughs> <No. laughs> what well, well, there are two choices? John Stockton, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Hakeem, The Dream Hakeem. I know Charles Barkley. And that puts Craig and Dylan. Sorry, man. We lost. All right. That's all we got for today on In a Sunbeam. Uh, this has been Trent Sheffield and Dylan Turner and Greg Hamburg. Thank you for listening and uh, join us back next time.